Stars align, space folds, a thousand worlds merge in a single instant, crack the band of formlessness, take shape, and come forth! Welcome to the GoPress GoCast. It is a week before Christmas. Yeah, exactly a week. Shit. Exactly a week, yeah. We'll release our next episode on Christmas Day. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's is, what everybody wants on Christmas. I mean, it's our gift to you, <laughs> the listener. Enjoy that's all it. That's getting. Yeah. It's this or a lump of coal. Don't uh, give people the option. They might opt for coal. Yeah, that's it's true. It's this. It's just this. It is okay, yeah, it's just this. <laughs> this and a lump of coal. <laughs> you horrible bastards. Um, right, uh, let's introduce ourselves. I am, as always, Dangerous Jamie. And joining me is, as always, uh, the lovely Sarah. Hello, Sarah. Hello. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm tired. Oh, Sick no. of work now. Well, it's your busy period, isn't it? Yeah, about ready for a break. I said busy period in a funny way. And, and you did. I, I, extend, I, I glossed I, over it. <laughs> I, uh, uh, and what was the word? I focused on the wrong word. So you it did. came out like you having a busy period. Yeah. Out of your vagina. I was, I was ready to ignore that though. <laughs> so you brought it up. I'm very sorry. <laughs> um, today we're looking at, uh, it's still high school horror month, and we're looking at graduation day. Another uh, slasher. Uh, it's all slashes this month, isn't it, pretty much? Another slasher and another trauma. There's a yes. lot of crossover. There is, and another Linnea Quigley. Yeah, shit. <laughs> um, if we ever have, like, a, a Gorecast Hall of Fame, she's definitely uh, the first entry into that, isn't she? Absolutely. Without uh, but, a but before we get into um, Graduation Day, which we will shortly, let's go through what we've been watching um, I've watched quite a lot this week, so um, yeah, I'll just go ahead and start. Okay. Um, I watched Red Rock West, which I'd never seen before. I've never seen that. Uh, it's very sort of Coen Brothers-y. It's Nicolas Cage is a sort of down-on-his-luck guy, like war vet, who is mistaken for a contract killer um, and is hired to kill this guy's wife. Um, and it all goes a bit wrong. He takes the money, and then the real contract killer shows up, who is um, oh, fuck. What's his name? Dennis. 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 Oh, what's Hopper, his name? Quaid. Hopper. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, uh, and it's dead, dead, dead good. I really enjoyed it. It's very Coen Brothersy, but I'd recommend it. Uh, it's a good, good Nicolas Cage performance. Uh, which hair. it's not bad. It's from 1993, so it was when it was when he was. When he could still do that thing where he wasn't like, "Hey everyone, I'm Nicolas Cage." <laughs> okay. Um, and it was good. I enjoyed it a lot. Cool. Uh, I'll just reel off a few more. I watched uh, Strange Days, which is a Catherine Bigelow film, which I'd never seen. Have you seen that? Is that the one with Ray Fiennes in. It is, yeah. Yes, I have seen it then. Um, I I just never heard of it, and I sort of found its way in front of me, and it was. Brilliant! Like it definitely, it feels so much like a Catherine Bigelow film, even though she's only made like what five or six films. Yeah, um, I'm surprised you'd never heard of it. That poster was everywhere when it came out. I mean, in that, I was ten in 1995. All right. Um, but yeah, it's great. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. What did Not you for think? a long time, but um, I don't know. I think it's probably one I need to rewatch because I was probably about sixteen when I saw it. So I... right. Perhaps not old enough to appreciate it. Yeah, maybe. It definitely works. It feels very... It was at the time when she was with Jim Cameron 
and it feels very like a marriage between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of clearly has aspirations towards the Thinking Man's blockbuster, and it almost makes it, but not quite. It's a bit long. It's very long, and it, <laughs> it lacks it lacks focus in some areas. But um, Ray Fiennes is great, mm. and Angela Bassett is a badass. <laughs> and I feel really creepy because um, Juliette Lewis. It was at yeah. a period where she was playing like she could play like older people and also children. So it's sort of you get the sort of creepy thing where like if you see her having a sex scene, it's like, well, is she an older person in this film or is she a child? <laughs> Don't really know. So I've, I'm a bit confused as to my feelings towards Juliette Lewis, particularly in the mid nineties. Um, How old would she have been then? I'm sure it would have been fine. I mean, it would have been, but like, '95 <laughs> was the same year, or maybe a year before um, Electric Boogaloo. What the fuck's it called? From Dusseldorf. Um, and she was obviously a child in From Dusseldorf. I think, so, I think you can uh, sleep easy knowing that it's okay. I think it is okay. Yeah. Um, and it's obviously got that ubiquitous uh, Michael... What's his fuck is, I'm really bad at names today. Jesus. <laughs> What's his name? Michael his name. who? Uh, he's in all the films. True Romance. <laughs> Tom Sizemore is his name. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Michael. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Dirty, dirty Tom Sizemore. <laughs> yeah, with his priapism. Mm. Mm. He was in everything, though, wasn't he? Yeah, and also Michael Wincott is in it, playing essentially David Carradine, and I loved that. <laughs> it's just it's such a David Carradine performance. I thought it was brilliant. Uh, so yeah, that's Strange Days. Do you want to do a few of yours? Um, I can run through a few, yeah. Go on. I actually watched some stuff this week. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I watched... Okay, well, let's start with the Sasquatch gang. Or the Sasqu- Sasquatch dumpling gang. Yeah. I don't know why they changed the name. Um, yeah, we had a bit of dialogue about this on Twitter at the time, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I didn't like it. I tried to watch it and just couldn't couldn't get into it at all. It's very... <sighs> I quite enjoy it, but it's sort of, you get the impression it's trying too hard to be quirky. Yeah. I mean, and you can tell it's sort of got involvement from some of the people behind Napoleon Dynamite. That is painfully obvious. Yeah. Um, is it the same director? I, it's not the same director, no, I don't think. Right. Um, Do you think I, it was a case of, um, we want a Napoleon Dynamite, go and make us one of those? Probably. Yeah. Probably, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. I just really like Justin Long and Joey Kern in it. I mean, they I like Justin really Long and chuckle. Joey Kern in most things, but I just couldn't couldn't get into it. Like, I love Justin Long. I think he's great. He's a really good face. Oh, but they, their characters were, um, what was it? Um, shirts and... Shit, what's the other one's name? Skins. I don't know. No. <laughs> Z- uh, Zerk or something? Yeah, but there was some, Like, there's a... It's rumoured that they were kind of based on the guys from American Movie. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, right? As soon as I read that, I was like, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, no, they're, they're pretty wonderful in it. it. Not a lot happens. It's not the greatest film ever, and it is trying very hard to be quirky, but I enjoy it a lot. Oh, good. So there. Um, following on from last week, um, obviously I watched Bully. Decided to watch Kids this week, obviously, because we mentioned it briefly last week. So do you like kids as much as I like kids? <laughs> this is dangerous ground. Um, I, it's not a film I like, no. Can you like that film, really? It's depressing as shit, man. It is. It's really well made, though. It's very well made. And it's actually surprisingly well acted. Yeah. Um, and it's quite nice to see kind of... Chloe Sevigny and Rosario Dawson before they got famous and yeah, it's a it's a very good movie, but it's not one you can like. I don't think. No, I agree. Um, I think yeah, I just sort of felt you fall into sort of saying that you like it based on. Yeah. It's just an easy way of saying it. I think. <laughs> yeah. Right, I've got a few more. So let me just reel off a couple more. Go for it. I watched um, a 1974 buddy cop movie with. Um, Robert Blake and Elliot Gould called Busting. Of course you did. Uh, it was great. Trapper John and Beretta together at last. <laughs> um, it was 
it was I was expecting a comedy. I was expecting Freebie and the Bean, basically, and it wasn't okay. that. Um, it's not a comedy. It's sort of a, a drama about these sort of inept, loose cannon cops. Um, and it was it was fun, but because um, I was expecting a comedy, I was a bit let down. Sid uh, Haig's in it. He is. Good. Sid Haig. It's it's a it's a it's got a really good cast. I really I really liked. Um, I really just enjoy sort of seventies buddy cop movies as they as they were sort of that's their beginnings, and um, I love Elliot Gould. He's got this big amazing moustache in it, and that's just he just looks like I mean they're vice cops and it's just it's great. I really <gasps> enjoyed it. Hockey bears in it as well. Yeah. I I might have to see this. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Um, Go on then. What else? Uh, I watched a film called Zero Effect, which I'd never seen before. Uh, which is Ben Stiller and Bill Pullman as basically Holmes and Watson in sort of mid-90s America. Um, it was very quirky. Um, it was a really good Ben Stiller performance and a really sort of off-the-wall Bill Pullman performance. Okay. Um, but it's good. It's really good. I think you'd like it a lot. It's very 90s. Um, and, yeah, really fun. Okay, let's um, check that out then. Bill Pullman plays a character called Daryl Zero, obviously, because that's what people were called in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, like stuff. sounds legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, what else, what else? Here's another one. Uh, I watched The Pope of Greenwich Village for the first time. And? Uh, I really loved it. It was, um, I think Mickey Rourke and Eric Roberts were both firing on all cylinders. The, the Eric Roberts performance was insane like <laughs> what an insane choice but it totally worked um yeah i mean there's not much you can say about it because like not an awful lot happens it's a sort of a heist movie and then a, a sort of buddy family movie and about italians and irish people living in new york and it was yeah brilliant i'd give it eight out of ten i thought it was mint wow okay go on you do some excellent um, I went to a Christmas horror movie night. Nice. Um, so watched uh, Rare Exports. I've still not seen Rare Exports. Have you not? It's wonderful. No. Oh, it's a really, really nice film. Well, maybe nice is the wrong word. <laughs> no, it has elements, though. Um, right. It's just really great. Really, really great film. And it looks amazing. I don't know what the budget was, but it looks really beautiful. Um, and the other one we watched was Santa's Sleigh. <laughs> Which one's Santa's sleigh? So um, many of these like killer Santa movies, like I can't I keep up. It, it's I think it was made like maybe five years ago um, with WWE star oh, yeah, Bill Goldberg, Goldberg as <laughs> Santa. Yeah, it's shit. It's really really shit, but I enjoy it. Is it worse than Black Santa's Revenge with Ken Forey? I've never seen that. That's, so an, I that's I think that came out maybe three years ago. I have not seen that. I kind of want to now. That sounds pretty bitching. It's, um, it's, it's one of those ones where it's like, I mean, it's fun, but you're clearly trying to make a cult film. And so it sort of it borders on like, oh, really? We're doing this again? But it's yeah. fun. Okay. Carry on. Go on. Move yeah, on. Santa Slay is really, really bad. Um, <laughs> but there's some funny kills in it. You get to see James Caan for about two minutes. Um I think he must have owed somebody a favour. I have no idea what he was doing there. And it's full of really, really terrible humour and puns, which appeals to me. So. And, and me too. I'm, I'm, I'm liking the sound of it now. Yeah, you might enjoy it, yeah. Um, and I watched a couple more things, so I'll wrap up quickly. Um, Candyman. Nice. I hadn't seen it in such a long time. Wait, what's it called? Don't make me say it five times, you dick. <laughs> I know where this is going. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I'd forgotten how wonderful it was. Oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? It's really, really amazing. It's kind of made me want to do. Um, I don't know if I don't know if it's worth my time reviewing it because everybody knows about it and it's obviously fairly old now. So I don't know if I'm going to bother with a review for the site, but maybe a feature or like a rundown of urban legend movies or something. It's made me want to write something. It's yeah, just amazing, amazing film. And I want to track down the sequels as well, even though I suspect they're probably shit. Well, I watched the second one, Farewell to the Flesh, before I saw the first one when I was on holiday in Tenerife. 
Okay. Uh, when I was about 14, 15 years old. And I think I like it better, but just because it got to me first. Yeah. But, I mean, I love them both. I've not seen the third one, Day of the Dead. But, mm. um, Day of the Dead? Is that what it's called? I have no idea. Something like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, Candyman's just great. It is. It's, it really is. It's weird because... Um, Names. Names. <laughs> Which What's one? The Candyman. Todd, Todd. Tony Todd. Tony Todd. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm so bad today. This is awful. <clears throat> but his performance in that, seems to be all I care about this week, his performance. But his performance in that is great. And like, he just never seemed to be able to match it. Yeah. He's always playing like a wackier version of that character and everything else now. He almost that's, sort of turns up and true. does the, the Robert England thing where he's like, hey, everyone, it's Robert England in my movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. Or the, the Tom Savini performance. <laughs> your, yeah. your friend Tom. Oh, yeah, good old, good old Tom. <laughs> um, I've got a few more, so let me just rattle off with another few. Okay, I've only got one, one now. So. Cool. Um, I watched this Moby Dick sort of film with Peter Weller in it. It was sort of like Jaws... Except instead of a shark, it was a rat in his house. What? It's called Of Unknown Origin. It's from 1983. And it was fucking stupid, but a lot of fun. <laughs> like, I'd never heard of it. I'm sort of, I've been rattling through a load of stuff that I'd never heard of before that I really should have seen or like, like the sound of. And so I found this. And I love Peter Weller. I love Jaws. I mean, rats are okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Of unknown origin. Uh, basically, Peter Weller builds his dream home with his wife and child, and then there's a rat in it, and so he ends up just sort of destroying his house to kill this one rat. And it's, oh, Shannon Tweed's in it. That's she why is. you watched it, isn't it? It's it's, it's, a, it's the introducing Shannon Tweed credit. I loved it. When uh, I saw that, I was like, I am so in. <laughs> um, so that's a big recommend, but it's it's a slow one, but it's I think it's very funny. Um, what else, what else? Oh, I don't know if you've seen this, but I think, I suspect that you'd quite like it. Mm -hmm. I wasn't a massive fan. Um, it was one of Adam Rifkin's films from the early 90s called The Dark Backward. I have not seen that, no. Right, um, Judd Nelson plays, uh, Adam Rifkin, you know, directed some of my favourite films and some, and some of your favourite films. Well, he did, um, Detroit, Detroit Rock City, City, right? Which I know you love. And he yeah. did Psychocop Returns, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is sort of somewhere in the middle of those. It's sort of John Watersy, David Lynchy, wacky, almost like what's the one with um, Crispin Glover? Oh, what's it called? Well, I'm Ruben and Ed. It's called. It's sort of like that, like really quirky um, and weird. Judd Nelson what? plays a, a bad stand-up comic. He looks kind of like Neil Hamburger, but it's from 1991, and he's so far. This sounds amazing. He he grows. He's like a really bad comedian, and Bill Paxton is his friend, and they're both garbage men in like this weird post-apocalyptic world. And for no reason at all, uh, Judd Nelson grows an arm out of his back. Of course. Um, and he sort of leverages that to become a, a fairly successful comedian. And uh, James Kahn is in it as his doctor. Wayne Newton's in it as his agent. <laughs> it's, Brilliant. It's it's it's. it's <laughs> so quirky that I just couldn't really get a handle on it and I didn't really like it but I suspect that you would like it a lot okay uh, it was called The Dark Backward or The Man With Three Arms The Three Armed Man or something like that um, <laughs> but yeah I suspect that you would like it a lot cool uh, I watched some of the Christmas Carol obviously <laughs> because it's great um, I've only got two left I watched uh, Just My Luck Starring Lindsay Lohan and... Oh, good grief, I've seen that. That's terrible. <laughs> it was actually awful, but... Um, is that the one with Chris Pine in as yeah. well? How yeah. How beautiful that'll, that'll is be Chris Pine? That'll be why I watched it. Fucking, <laughs> he's a gorgeous man. Like, yeah. he is. He's just beautiful. He's like, he's he's more attractive than Ian Summerhall, though. And that is saying something. This is going to a weird place. Yeah. Carry on. <laughs> just my look was fucking shocking. Yeah, um, stars the what could have been my life because I don't know if I've told the story to you, but I auditioned to be in McFly. Yes, 
yeah, you did. And uh, <laughs> I nearly, I nearly got in and didn't quite at the end. They already had a fat one apparently. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that could have been me. I could have been there, standing next to a drugged out Lindsay Lohan, ogling Chris <laughs> Pine, but it never happened. <laughs> that would have been so different. Well, yeah, everything would be quite different if I if I. <laughs> We probably wouldn't be doing this right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say we probably wouldn't. <laughs> um, you never know. It's true. I mean, I'd still, I'd still like all the stuff I like, except I'd be in McFly. But I might have done the whole Charlie from Busted thing and gone off in my own direction <laughs> and started Fightstar or whatever, and that obviously ended quite badly for most stuff. Anyway, yeah, just my look. It was fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, what's your last one? I've got one left. Um, the last one is Dead Girl, which I've obviously... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing stuff around the desk. Don't nice. mind me. Um, yeah, I've seen that quite a few times now, actually. Um, uh, the Trent Hagar? Yes. Right. Yeah. It's a horrible still, film. Still enjoy it. Huh? It's a horrible film. It is a horrible film. Of course it's a horrible film. Um, Did you watch it I... with, with Rosie? Yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. I saw um, your Shiloh Fernandez exchange on I think it was on Instagram she loves him he's a handsome man I don't think so but like you both got something each in there because there's no Seagun uh-huh. who you're a fan of I am you are <laughs> Shiloh Fernandez and then who's the girl it's not America Relivo is it um Jenny Spain you mean Jenny or... Spain that's it yeah and the same person in my head they've both got countries in the in their name <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's a really great film. It's dark as shit. Um, it's dark as hell, but it's so well written. It is. Um, I've, I've, I found myself wondering how much of it is Trent Hagar, because obviously all the stuff that I've seen that he's written that isn't that is a lot kookier. I don't know, this has its moments of dark, very, very dark humour, though. Yeah. So, it I does. mean, it's... Yeah, it's not totally implausible. But um, yeah, no, it's it's again perhaps not a film I enjoy, but I just think it's a really great film, and I find it quite interesting because a lot of women that I know who review movies um, or have strong opinions on movies really don't like it. Well, I mean, it's easy to see why. Uh, go on then. Well, it's it's very rapey. Yes. And like unpleasant, and it's like. I mean, obviously, it's it's not about, like, a woman as a sort of inanimate sex object. Well, it is, but, like, it's obviously against that. But um, I, I could see how some people might read that into it. I think that's bollocks, quite frankly, though, because for several reasons. Yes, it's full of utter douchebags, utter, complete, misogynistic bastards. Yeah. Um, but it's not a misogynistic film. No. They all, I mean, if anything, it's very much like, well, these, these guys are dicks and look what happens to them. Nobody comes off <laughs> very well at the end of that movie. Nobody comes off in a good light and they all, like, half of them are dead. It's Sorry, true. spoilers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and to be honest, the dead girl is probably the strongest person in that movie. Well, it's, it's, she gets away. It's true. It's very similar to, uh, like, the woman. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot of parallels. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it. And I think you could almost argue a feminist angle on that movie. I think a lot of people are a bit blinded by the misogyny and refuse to look any further. Well, I think people are... It's it's easy to assume that uh, a film in the horror genre is like a misogynistic film. Especially written by a man. Yeah. Especially written by Trent Hagar. Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not even just a man. Like, a man who... (laughs) Like specialises in uh, squishy sex scenes and uh, <laughs> running over children's heads and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I think if, if you take it at face value, that's kind of sad. I think you're missing out. Yeah. I mean, we d- I sort of discussed that a little bit in my open letter from last week. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if, you, if you don't want to read into films, then you have not really got any business being a quote-unquote critic. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Yeah, so that's me. That's everything I watched. Right, I've got one left. Um, okay. And I'd never heard of this film either. I think I might have seen the trailer a few times when I was a kid, but because um, some of the bits looked a bit familiar. But 
on the whole, I'd never, I'd never really seen it or heard of it. It was called The Hidden. Have you seen it? From, oh, right, from 1987. Okay. It's got Carl McLaughlin in it. Um, basically, uh, a tough detective and this socially uh, stunted FBI agent are chasing the thing. John Carpenter's the thing. But it's sort of like a teenage version of the thing that's really into Ferraris and uh, heavy metal. Okay. Um, this is a, such a big recommend. Uh, it's directed by Jack Shoulder, who made the, the second, I think it was the, sec- the second Nightmare on Elm Street film, and a few other like dumb 80s uh, horror sci-fi stuff. Uh, and yeah, it's basically the thing, if it was rewritten as a, um, a buddy cop sci-fi action film. Okay, which definitely sounds like it would be up your street. But yes. What um, about recommendation to anybody that's not you? Oh, I think it's, I think it's, it's so much fun. So, like, there's this alien, and it's inside people, and it makes them do crimes. And then, when, <laughs> when they're fucked, it, like, slithers out of their mouths and into someone else's mouth, and then makes them do crimes. Okay. And then at one point, it's in a stripper, and so you've got this, like, scantily clad woman firing a lot of guns, driving a Ferrari. Oh, it's fucking loads of fun. Loads of fun. Like, I don't know why it doesn't it's like not more well known because it's just brilliant okay cool um and i want you to watch it i want you to watch it okay the poster makes it look weird like it's some sort of quirky coen brothersy type drama but it's not it's a very silly sci-fi action film with Kyle mclaughlin being socially awkward okay uh yeah so it's brilliant and that's everything i guess I mean, I rewatched the A Team, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, so let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about uh, Herb Freed's graduation day. Sweet deals. Let's cool. do that. Excellent. Back in a minute. If you fancy dropping us a line at the Gore Press Gorecast, there's a number of different ways you can do that. Um, you can send all your competition entries, feedback, and comments to podcast at gorepress.com. If you're on Facebook, you can find us at facebook.com slash gorecast. Or if you're on Twitter, you can follow us at gorecastx. Hi, I'm John Water. Hi, this is Dolph Lundgren. Hi, I'm Lance Henriksen. Hi, this is Keith Gordon. Robert Kuhn. Miguel Ferrer. Nancy Allen. Robert Davi. Richard Elfman. Ileana Douglas. Patrick Warburton. Dwings Hauser. Cliff DeYoung. Steve Railsback. Mr. D. William Cass. If you haven't been listening to the Projection Booth podcast, you're missing out. Each week, the Projection Booth brings you in-depth discussions of some of the most interesting movies ever made. I'm Mike White. No, the other one. I'm the guy who wrote the film fanzine Cashiers to Cinemart since 1994. Since early 2011, I've been co-hosting the Projection Booth podcast. Try us, won't you? I never try anything. I just do it. Visit the Projection Booth at projection-booth.com. She's dead now. talking graduation day from 1981 directed by herb freed who made a few films that were uh what's the word distributed distributed by trauma uh, and this is one of them it's um 
what I would consider an, an underappreciated slasher. I'm not sure what you think, Sarah. In fact, I am sure because you just fucking told me. <laughs> Off air, but whatever. Um, <laughs> my DVD with the synopsis is the worst synopsis ever. You you mentioned it was quite spoilery. Yeah, um, I'll read it to you at the end. Okay, which but DVD do you have then? I have the the sort of trauma Hollywood DVD. Okay, I've just got the region two. It's it's the super cheap uh, like. Hollywood DVD one, Hollywood DVD put out all the cheap shit, like uh, Cyborg Cop and all of those things, they're all Hollywood DVD. Okay. Basically the ones that you get like 50 DVDs and there's four on a disc and it's all boy in the plastic bubble and <laughs> gotcha. uh, Red Surf USA or whatever the fuck it's called. All that shit. Um, so let me just, I'll whack a synopsis together quickly for you. So uh, this girl is, uh, well the track team are doing track team stuff. And Laura, this girl, uh, dies in the middle of a track team type thing. <laughs> Running. Running. That's what she's doing. <laughs> um, and then it's a, a bit of time later and it's graduation and someone is killing the track team. And it could be any number of suspects uh, in true sort of early 80s Giallo-influenced slasher style. Mm -hmm. They do a really good job of disguising who it might be. <laughs> yeah, that was sarcasm perhaps well I've always had this DVD and so as far back as I can remember I always knew who it was going to be <laughs> I can't believe they ruin it on the back it's, they like shamelessly God. like I'll read it but I'll obscure who it is right. okay. when Laura a senior at Midvale High and star of the track team is murdered after an important track meet her grieving blank takes revenge against the coach <laughs> and the other track members <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's really bad. It is. Terrible. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's an underappreciated slasher. It does a lot of the same stuff that all of the other slasher films do, but I think it does it really well. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm sort of sad that you, um, that you don't have the same DVD as me, because I suspect you probably won't have the same um, oh, menu well, music. The menu uh, on the, the DVD. DVD menu on mine is like it was made in Windows DVD Maker. Well, it might be the same one in that case. It's like a, it's... a box with three. Oh, it's shit. No, it might be the same. And it's got the music that made me think I was in a Centre Park spa. <laughs> it's really weird. Very strange choice. Well, my DVD crapped out about 20 minutes into it, so I had to watch it on YouTube. Oh, okay. Which you can do for, 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 for fully legally fun times. Yes. Uh, Troma have got it up there on their on their Troma Films channel, which is we've talked about it before, but I think it's amazing. Um, so you can watch it there, uh, guilt free, which is what I did when my DVD crapped out <laughs> during the uh, the principal's um, behave or quit speech. I say speech. He just said it like five times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think this film exists in the same tier of slasher films as. Uh, a pieces, a film like that. Well, um, it's got. It's also got Christopher George in it. It's got everyone in it. Yeah. This film is like, oh, it's that person of from that film. <laughs> like, uh, Patrick McKenzie, Michael Pataki, uh, Vanna White, which is weird. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Linnea Quigley. Obviously. Obviously, Danny Murphy. Uh, yeah, loads of loads of everyone's. Um. So, you didn't like it? No. Why not? Just because it's so derivative, or...? <laughs> That's a part of it, yes. Come on, enlighten me. Um, I just don't think it's very well made. Why do you like it? Because I think that's, it's, that's I think it's really well made. Um, <laughs> I Seriously? Think, I think the direction's pretty boring, but like, the sort of... The film that they created in, in the editing room is brilliant. Um, and it does a lot of stuff that, obviously, I said before, it does a lot of stuff that other slasher films do, but it does it in a really fun way. Um, and the performances, for the most part, are quite strong for a slasher movie of this sort of level. Yeah, that's true, I guess. Um, and it's, it's just fun. When and was like, this made? Was it 19... Was it 81? 81, yeah, the sort of... Because it looks boot. older. 
I I don't know. I'd put it at about eighty eighty one, based on based on how it looks and all that stuff, and based on the story and the the way that it, it doesn't try and do anything that hasn't been done before, apart from all the rad editing and the three super long musical numbers. I yeah, that um that struck me as a little bit odd, particularly the one at the um. The dance, whatever the whatever the hell that was, that was really weird. That goes on for the, seven minutes. Was it seven minutes long? Yeah. The whole film felt really long. I got about halfway through, and it was it was the same as Slaughter High. Basically, I found myself looking at my watch, going, "Oh my god, is this still on? What the fuck?" Yeah, just did not enjoy this film very much at all. Oh. Well, like we talked last week about the sort of Giallo influence on. Whatever the fuck it was we watched last week. Prom Night. Prom Night, yeah, that was it. And um, this film has uh, Giallo influences too, but they're a lot more obvious. They're a lot more uh, standalone slasher month Giallo influences. Lots of POV shots, lots of sort of leering sexuality, and lots of black gloves. Yes, definitely. Uh, and also you've got the, uh, the, the fencing mask. Which is a yeah, sort of Giallo yeah. thing, like a sort of everyday... I, I, right, I don't know. I think I just have... I don't know if we're getting into spoilers just yet, but I just have this uh, this affinity with, um, like, human slashers rather than, like, unstoppable killing machine slashers. I think uh, they're better. That's... Okay. Um, can I just ask one thing? Was this... I take it you'd seen this film before. Yeah. You had. Yeah, this was a first watch for me. Right. Um, I, it was a film I thought I'd seen, but I hadn't. Totally hadn't. Right. Um, yeah. When did you first see it then? Um, I think I was about 17. Okay, so a while back then. Yeah. But I don't think um, it was long enough ago for it to be particularly nostalgic for me. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but I do. I definitely prefer the sort of human slasher to the to the unstoppable killing machine i don't where do you stand on that no i think i agree actually you make a fair point um just just humanizing the killer a little bit more i guess makes it a more believable threat yeah definitely. although i wouldn't say it was scarier but it definitely benefits from being a more believable threat yeah, Although, how old was the uh, the killer? <laughs> I was like 40 or something. I think they were all At in least. their 40s. <laughs> he looked haggard as hell. That was, yeah. That he's was got, a bit, casting. Of a, he's got well, a bit of a Krug look to him. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Oh, I think my favourite my favorite line in the film is when the girl's running in the woods and the main character, uh, is it Anne? Is that her name? The sister. Yeah, the sister. I can't remember her yeah. name. Uh, she jumps out at this girl in the woods and is like, oh, sorry, did I frighten you? Like, <laughs> you jumped out at her in the woods. <laughs> of course you frightened her. But that's when we're supposed to think it might be her. Well, I mean, there's a few uh, red herrings, isn't there? You've got the... Well, I'm not going to go through them until we get to spoilers. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, there's a few red herrings. Um they attempt a few red herring. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's also it's, right. Go on. The the main girl. Yeah. Um, what does she die of? Oh, so the the inciting death girl. Yeah. Uh, it's like, a heart unless attack, it's I guess? unless it's embarrassment, it makes no sense because she's just all flaily and then falls down. Well, the. I mean, it's meant to be that she was so overworked by the coach that she had a heart attack, I think. That made her run like a spaz and then fall down. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I get the impression with the music over the top, they were going for kind of like a Carrie-esque opening. Right. Yeah, like I can see that. Sort of calm, calm. Oh, shit, something terrible's happened. And then, you know, music fades out, lots of shouting, etc. Yeah, I think I like this one better than the ones we've watched, the other ones we've watched this month, because... Oh, fuck off. Prom Night's better than this. 
by a huge margin. Well, I really? enjoy I enjoy watching it more. Okay. Like Prom Night's better as it's a better film. But like we said yeah. last week, um I only really enjoyed Prom Night as a whole. When I was watching it, I was just pretty bored. And like it's not until you get to the end where the rest of it sort of fits together and you think, well yeah, that's why they did that and that's why they did that. But with this, the killing just starts like uh, quite early on, and it's it's fairly pacing. I know it's a bit boring in between, but like the killing starts early on, and there's a kill maybe every fifteen minutes from then. Um, yeah. And that's and that's what I like in in a slasher film, like slashing. But also they do blood on the lens, and I love blood on the lens. That's a thing that I like a lot. Mm. Some people have a problem with it because it like. It's almost like fourth wall breaking, but um, a little bit, yeah. When you're when you're in like killer POV, I think it makes sense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I'd never really thought about it. I mean, it's it's used, it's been used quite a lot since. Yeah, I'm but, not. I'm not suggesting this is the first one that did it, but no, no, of course not. But no, I like I think, it. I think I agree. I think I like it. It's an interesting device because it like it puts you right there. I mean, in sometimes, um, I'm trying to think of other uses. In children of no, uh, yeah, children of men, uh, they do it because they're sort of trying to inst- make you feel like it's a documentary type uh, situation, even though it's not shot like a documentary. That 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 sequence, the sort of one shot running around thing, is meant is sort of meant to incite that sort of documentary feeling in you. Um. I think those are the two main uses for it, sort of POV and docu-style. Uh, I think yeah. it's great. I really enjoy it. I think it, it can work really well in the right situation, and I liked it in this. Okay. Um, you get a lot of killer POV in this. Mm-hmm. Which Hell is, a lot. Which is... I like it. There's a lot of, like... Um, it makes you feel like a fairly voyeuristic film, um, which I like. And there's also a little bit of well, there's a lot of sleaze in it, but it's quite subtle sleaze, I would say, maybe. Like lots of sort of lingering, lingering butt shots. That's for Rosie. Um, lots of <laughs> lingering butt shots and like slow pans over female bodies, um, which sort of tells you about where it where it came from and like the the era that it was made and the sort of the mindset of the director. Um, and I think I think it's great. I think it's great. I really do. I don't care. <laughs> Fair enough. And I think the editing is brilliant. Like the the sort of frenetic, frantic, like super quick cuts and like overlaying stuff. I think it's. I think the editing really made this film stand out for me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. <laughs> Maybe I was just so bored. Um, but it's it didn't kind of stand out remarkably well to me. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy the experience of this film. Right. Because I find that's quite an interesting thing. Like, did you enjoy the film as a film or the experience of watching this film? Because I think the two are quite different things, or can be. Um, And I enjoyed neither. That's that's (laughs) not very nice. (laughs) Poor, poor Herb Freed. Yeah. I I was trying to... (laughs) figure out where I recognised that name from for ages because I don't think I've seen any of his other films and it's because he was interviewed for that Going to Pieces documentary right which is where I recognised the name from I think because they showed clips from from this film well Beyond which Evil maybe what go on sorry I was just going to say which is maybe why I thought I'd seen it before yeah I've only seen one of his other films Beyond Evil but it's got John Saxon and Linda Day George in it okay and it's great it's sort of a a flip on Amityville. And I would recommend it if you like uh, trauma stuff. And he also used to, he used to be a rabbi. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're not suggesting he's Jewish with a name like that, are you? No. What's that noise? What noise? I can hear beeping. Is that not you? No, it must be you. Okay. <laughs> Random beeping. Is it your circuits acting up? Must be. That's the only possible explanation. Yeah, must be. 
So let's get into spoilers, or let's get into kills. Okay. Well, you had a bunch of notes about this movie. I did. I saw. So. Well, not that many. Like half a page. Okay. About average. There are some great kills. Right, silly, silly, fun kills. You've got a football sword slash javelin thing, which is ridiculous. How would the ball stay inflated? It's got a javelin <laughs> through it. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but it's great. And, like, the, the football player instinctively catches it because it's a football, but it's got a sword on it. You're a fucking idiot. Um, Linnea quickly gets a head cut off. That's rad. Yep. Linda Shane gets her neck all cut up and shit, and it's fucking, it's great. You've got mm-hmm. swords through the necks. It's, yep. it's, it's definitely a slasher film. <laughs> if we hadn't established that already, it definitely, definitely, definitely is. Definitely is. And then you've got uh, your killer, who, all right, spoiler alert, it's the boyfriend. It is very much the boyfriend. <coughs> Not that yeah. that's obvious from the get-go at all. Creepy well, yeah. motherfucker. It's true. Um, but he does. The, he dies in that in that sort of horror movie villain way of like being pushed onto his own weapon, what that's sticking out of another victim, which ha- which we've seen probably 180 times. But there's something 180? about. 180. I think so. <laughs> really. Yeah, maybe. It's it's a thing that happens a lot okay. in slasher films. Would you not it say? Is. Yes, no, it is. Like, killed by your own weapon, hoisted by your own batard. <laughs> Defeated by your own hubris. You're a batard. <laughs> um, and, yeah. Um, but some for some reason in this film, I really enjoy the way it happens. I think you, your guy, your, your killer, what's his fucking name? I can't even remember. It's Kevin. Kevin Badger. Is that his name? Yeah, of course it is. But, like, he's he's sufficiently creepy enough, particularly in that last scene where it all goes a bit psycho. Mm -hmm. Oh, Uh, God, it really does. Yeah. Um, He's so creepy that when it happens and there's a whole big chase and your your Navy woman keeps falling over because that's what they teach you in the Navy. (laughs) Um, Like, it just just really works. Like, stabbed, stumble, blood... uh, Dead. I really like it. I really like this film a lot. You said that. Yeah, well, I'm saying it again. Do you know what I think the most implausible moment in the entire film is? Is it the bit where she throws her sister's corpse at him and he falls out a window? There's that. <laughs> but also the bit when Linnea Quigley is in the woods with that dude and she's all, oh my god, I'm so horny, let's have sex. And he's like, oh, in a minute, love. Said no man ever. I don't know. She definitely grew into herself after this film. Would you have said no? I mean, knowing what I know about Linnea Cookie now, I mean, oh God, no. she'd, she'd I would be never well say day. no. I would never say no. <laughs> would I? Obviously, no. look at me. Um, <laughs> oh. there's, there's also the scene where, like, all the girls have a crush on their really ugly Jerry Lewis looking music yeah. teacher or whatever. But he's and so suave. He is. He's a celebrity <laughs> or whatever. And then. Like, in, in the sexiest thing you could ever imagine, Linnea quickly just, like, rams his face into her, like, mushes his face right into her breasts. She and, like, knows. that's a very unsexy thing. I mean, even... Linnea quickly got From a boob job, your perspective, right? somebody, uh, somebody might like that. Who knows? Yeah. The director boob- obviously did. She got a boob job, though, didn't she? I reckon. Like, her boobs in... Uh, what, what else? Night of, Night of the Demons yep. are considerably better than they are in this. They're bigger. Don't know about better. Well, they're 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 a lot sort of perkier. They're a bit less gilly. <laughs> um, <laughs> gilly. Wow. That's um not a compliment. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I've never heard boobs described as gilly before. <laughs> well, you never watched Porn of the Dead with me, because if you watched Porn of the Dead with me, you would, you, would, you would know that I described one girl's boobs in that as not even gilly, they're just gills. <laughs> they're like little gill flaps. Anyway, we've got onto a weird thing uh, where this is the <laughs> Linnea Quigley boob review. <laughs> well, we are going to change our name to the Linnea Quigley cast. If it was the Linnea Quigley boob, boob review, we'd have to spell <laughs> review with a U-E at the end. So, 
It's like a burlesque show about Linnea Covey's boobs <laughs> and their improvement over the course of a, a few movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> right, should we wrap up? Can we wrap yeah. up? Yeah, because shit's getting weird now. Yeah. Oh, I didn't mention, when we mentioned the song, it goes on forever, just before we get to the rap. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it does go on forever, but it's a great fucking song. Is it? I really, really like it. And I just really like how it... Um, like I say, the editing in this film is probably the best thing about it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the, there's a, like a montage underneath it, and it like it cuts to the beat, and it's fucking brilliant. It like cuts in time with the music, and I think like that's not something you generally see in these sort of mid, low-budget, early slashers. Uh, they're just sort of like, whack some music on it, chuck it out, that'll do, won't it? Whereas this, uh, although it's it's not the best, but it does feel like someone actually gave a shit about it and did their best. Yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's why I like it more than um, more than you, or more than more than I might like some other slashers that are very similar, because it at least feels like they tried. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so go on, it, give, give us your wrap up. Well, again, it's a difficult one to score because, like we discussed during Troma Month, uh, like against all of the films ever, I would give it a pretty poor score. But against all of the Troma movies, not that bad. That is, it's a, it's just a Troma distribution, though, isn't it? It's not a Troma production, I don't think. Well, no, but it's still part of that yeah. kind of canon of films, isn't it? Um. I don't know. I just, I just didn't think it was that great a film. I thought the red herrings were pretty pointless, especially if you've got your DVD. Well, yeah. Um, so it just fell a bit flat for me, and I found myself getting bored a lot. It felt really, it felt really choppy, really inconsistent to me. Right. Um, so to be honest, like three and a half, four. That's uh That's pretty low for me. Yeah, I'm gonna go a lot higher than you. I'm giving it like a seven seven point five. Shitty hell, a seven. Yeah, I think it's great. It's not deserving of a seven. It's it's made of a lot of love and like I think it's You could say that about a lot of things, but it doesn't mean it's good. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's great. It's one of my favourite sort of underappreciated slasher films. Um, I think it's appreciated just adequately, to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> well, it's it's like it's sort of like remembered in a tier below the burning. Like, the burning is what I would say top tier of underappreciated slashers, and everyone's like, the the, the burning is underappreciated, but everybody knows about the burning. Everybody's seen the burning. Um, yes. So like, the burning is underappreciated in the way that everyone keeps saying it's underappreciated when really. It's fairly appreciated. Whereas this, um, I think it's amongst, definitely... Amongst horror fans, though, I don't know anybody who is not... I don't know. Like, most of my friends who aren't necessarily a fan of the horror genre would not have heard of it. What, The Burning? Is yeah. That what yeah. No, I so can see like, that. Um, yeah. I'm getting a bit um, slurry speaking too fast because I've had four cups of coffee. So... Just... <laughs> Bear that in mind. Okay. Um, I think this is great. I really love it. I, I'm gonna just keep repeating myself until we finish now because I've, I've run out of things to say. Okay. Well, we... I didn't like it. Shall I repeat myself again? Just yeah. to even, the, even it out. But it's I did shit. like it. Don't watch it. It's shit. I liked it. Watch it. It's good. It's, it's pants. Don't go near it. No, you should go near it. It's like it's tops. That's the opposite of pants. Um, <laughs> it's shirts. It is. It's, it's jumpers. It's hats. <laughs> it's totally hats. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Shall we... Um... Yeah, okay. Uh, we're back <laughs> next week with... Um, student Bodies. Student Bodies. The last mm-hmm. in our high school horror month. Yeah. Uh, just a, 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 a fucking words. Just a bit <laughs> of a heads up for the week after that. It's going to be the 1st of January and we're doing our big year-end extravaganza. Hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, we're it trying, should be out by then, I think. We're trying to find a time where everybody involved in the gore cast or the Gorman tree can get together and do basically the same deal that we did for Halloween. Yeah, very much in the same vein. 
very much. Lots of drinking. Lots of. Uh, maybe even Rosie will drink this time. Hopefully. We'll see. We'll see. It's Christmas. Like, she's got no excuse, really. It's true. And uh, then. Yeah. And then we're back, I guess, with uh, guest, guest month, maybe. If we get our shit together, if we get our act together and actually plan yeah. it, yes, we should. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Off her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, next week, student bodies. Um, feedback, do it if you can be bothered. Whatever. <laughs> Happy birthday, Steven Spielberg. I know you're listening. Um, <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, stay spooky. Yes, but your father said no